of Jesus. Come on, praise the Lord, church. Hallelujah. Amen. He's worthy of the praise. You can praise him. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We want to thank God for allowing us to assemble ourselves in this place. Thanking God for allowing us to be able to worship him in spirit and in truth. Come on, we need to thank God for just being God. Thank God. Yes, he is. Are there any witnesses that can say if it had not been for the Lord on my side? Oh, in the name of Jesus. Is there a witness that just can shout hallelujah? Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. He's worthy. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, God, for blessing us and keeping us, watching over us. Father, we ask that right now that you breathe upon these, thy people. Name by name, number by number, member by member. Breathe upon their families. Father, for in you is the breath of life. Give us new life. Renew our spirits. Father, let the rain fall fresh upon us. The rain of the living God, the spirit of the living God, let it fall fresh upon us right now. Father, we thank you for it. Lord, we ask that in the name of Jesus, if those who are in need of healing, breathe healing upon them right now. Those who are in need of comfort, breathe comfort and peace right now. Breathe, God. Lord, we thank you. For we know that when we feel your breath upon us, that you are close by. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we give you the praise, we give you the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, let the church say, let the church proclaim, let the church shout. Amen. 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 Praise God. Good to have all of you here this morning. Good to be in the presence of the saints of God. Good to be in the presence of people who know God, people who understand what God is all about. Somebody that's been a witness for the Lord. It's good to be around folk that's been on the battlefield. It's, been a, it's good to, to, to know that there's somebody else that understands what you're going through. It's good just to be able to say, yes, we can touch and agree that trouble don't last always. Yes, we can, we can shout the victory and the glory and say, you know what? I'm coming up and I'm coming out. I, 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 I was last, but now I'm going to be first. I, I was down, but now I'm coming back up again. It's good to be around a few saints that understand that, yes, 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 that God will make a way out of no way. Is there anybody here that understands how God just keeps on making a way? Even when you can't see your way, even when you can't find your way, even when you don't know the way, but God keeps on making a way. That God keeps on shining a light in darkness. And sometimes we have to grope and sometimes we stumble and sometimes we even fall. But thanks be unto God who gives us the victory that he picks us back up again and 
accepts us on our way. Is there anybody here that had to take a hold of the hand of God and keep on pressing your way? Keep on making a way. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's so much I have to tell you this morning, but I just want to get right to this. God is God is faithful. Listen, I, I, I need to stop in two places. First of all, go with me to the book of Psalms. Go with me to Psalms. The 103rd Psalm. The 103rd Psalm. 103rd Psalm. Hallelujah. The 103rd Psalm. In the name of Jesus. The 103rd Psalm. 103rd Psalm. Reading from the New King James translation. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. Mm -hmm. And forget not all his benefits. There's some benefits when you, when you know God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Forget not his benefits. Who forgives all of your iniquity. Who heals all of your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with a loving kindness. And the tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. Uh, with What kind of things? So that your youth is renewed like an eagle. Oh my God. In the name of Jesus. I just needed us to stop by there. To have somebody just say bless the Lord oh my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Come on somebody. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. And all that is with me. Bless his holy name. Can y'all sing that for me one time? Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Come on one more time. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. See, sometimes we have to remind ourselves that it, it, it takes everything in me to give God praise. Because God gave me everything. And so I have to praise him and give him glory with every fiber of my existence, with every cell of my being. God is worthy of the praise. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Keep standing, if you will, just for a little while, just for a moment, just for a moment. Go with me to Joshua. Joshua.
hallelujah go with me now if you will to the to the fifth chapter of the book of joshua to the fifth chapter and if you will drop down with me to about the 13th verse and it came to pass when joshua was by jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked and behold a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn joshua went to him and said to him are you for us or for our adversaries or for our enemies are you for us or are you for our adversaries amen what is keeping you from the promise of God? What's keeping you? Ask your neighbor. What's keeping you from what God promised you? What's keeping you from what, what, what God foretold a long time ago that God promised from generation to generation? What's keeping you from the blessings that God has provided for you don't don't you know that you are anointed oh you need to talk to somebody in here don't you know that you got favor don't you know that you've been blessed don't you know you got power don't you know that you are god's best don't you know that you are the election don't you know that you were chosen from the foundations of the world don't you realize that you were bought and paid for with a price by the blood of Jesus? Don't you know that there's something special about you? Don't you know what's keeping you from the promises of God? Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. Hallelujah. What's keeping you from the promise of God? Look here. Y'all know this story. Familiar passage of scripture where Joshua is getting ready to go to Jericho. And everybody likes to talk about Jericho and how the walls came down. And they shouted and all of that. But there's a problem here that most people have overlooked. There's a situation and circumstance that has arisen that we have gone past and really not embraced to understand what was happening here. We find that in this fifth chapter, they had just crossed over the Jordan. If I may give you just a, little, a few uh, statistics, the fact of the matter is that it was 2.5 million Israelites that crossed over the Jordan. And somewhere around chapter 4, verse 13, it talks about the men or the army that, uh, that Joshua had assembled together. The standing army was some 600,000 men, but at, at, at chapter 4 and verse 13, it talks about only 40,000. I want you to keep that number in mind for a moment because they spent 40 years in the wilderness and, and, and I believe it's significant in the fact that he says I'm not going to take no more than what I need when I go over to Jericho. 
I need you to understand and grab a hold of that just for a moment. So for a thousand for every year that they had to spend in the wilderness. And so he assembles an army of 40,000. And just before they go, in chapter 5 at verse 13, we pick up and it came to pass that Joshua was by Jericho, lifted up his eyes and looked and beheld a man who stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or are you for our adversaries? Understand something about the character of Joshua. You need to understand Joshua to really embrace what he just said. Understand that Joshua was a commander. Joshua was a leader of armies and of soldiers. Joshua understood how to take orders and give orders. Joshua was a worker when he was assigned to do something. He carried out his assignment without fail. Joshua was one who stood by Moses and watched Moses and every command that Moses gave him Joshua was right there to fulfill the command that was given Joshua was one of the ones who went and spied out the land some 40 years ago but yet and still he's still in charge and saying listen I'm going to follow every order that God has given Joshua has a commanding kind of spirit Joshua has a working spirit. Joshua has a spirit of I can do it. I can do it. You just tell me, give me an assignment and I'm going to make it happen. Hallelujah. I, I believe I got a couple Joshua's in here. I got a few folk that if you just give them assignment, they're going to make that thing happen. But I want you to be careful. I want you to be very careful. I want you to note that Joshua got up, he looked, and he saw a man that stood opposite him. And we need to understand in verse 14 of who the man is. In verse 14, he says, he responds by saying to him, no. He says, but I'm the commander of the army of the Lord. I'm not for you. And I ain't with your enemies either. I'm the commander of the Lord's army. You need to get an understanding here. Now note, here's the, one of the points that people often miss. Why did God all of a sudden stop talking to him? Up until now, God had always talked to Joshua and given Joshua orders and Joshua followed those orders. But all of a sudden now, we find a man, an angel of God who comes, who is the commander of God's army and he talks to Joshua. God does this purposely because he finds that Joshua is a commander and Joshua has a commanding kind of spirit and sometimes only commanders can talk to commanders oh let me break that down for somebody see sometimes you really can't talk to nobody until you understand that they've been through the same stuff that you've been through 
they know something about warfare they know something about battles they know something about fight see that's why I can't get together and pray with everybody I want somebody that knows how to pray somebody that knows how to lay down on the floor and talk to God I know I need somebody that knows how to get down on their knees I, I need somebody every now and then that knows how to wave their hands I need somebody that can shout victory I need somebody that can call that thing into existence even though it seems impossible they specialize in things impossible I need somebody that knows Jesus for themselves it's hard taking advice from folk that ain't walked in your shoes the problem is a lot of times we run around and want to consult with folk that don't know nothing about your problem or what you going through or what you trying to deal with. Why are you going to take a spiritual problem to somebody that's living in the world? Why are you going to take your issue that you've been dealing with on a spiritual realm and to somebody that's out in the world because they're going to give you a worldly answer? I wouldn't take that. That's what they're going to tell you. That's what they're going to tell you. He said, what? Mm. What you need is people who really understand. Not only that, not only do they understand, but, but you need people around you that have a sense of victory. You need a sense of that, that, that people who, listen, listen, you got two people. And if you got two people who have gone through the same circumstance, one says, listen, I know what you're going through. And I feel the same way you feel. Because I've been there, done that. You got the second person who says, I know what you've been through. I've been there and done that. But I ain't mad about it. I'm not bitter for it. Which one are you going to listen to? See, because even though both people have experienced the same thing, the one, I want to talk to the one that came away that's not bitter. I want to talk to the one that's not holding on to the anger. I want to talk to the one to how did you get above and beyond and past that circumstance of being hurt and being, being misused and abused? How, how, how did you get over being depressed? How is it that you happy now? How is it that you're better now? Even though we went through the same thing, there's something different about you that makes me want to go a little bit higher. So God, God goes to Joshua and sends his captain of the, of the army, his, his, his angel in charge, I believe it must have been Michael who's in charge of the army. And, and, and he, he, we, from general to general, we can, we can talk with one another. And then he wants, the first thing that he wants to make clear to Joshua is, I ain't here for you. 
Because unless you really understand what God is, I'm here for God. I, I, I'm on a mission from God. I, 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 it ain't about you. It's about the will of God. And so you need to understand it's not about your enemy, but you need to understand it's about the will of God. Watch what happens here. Watch what unfolds here. And so Joshua, Joshua fell on his face. He fell down and worshiped and said to him, he says, what does my Lord say to his servant? He says, I recognize who, who you are and your position that you hold. He says, he, he, what, what, what is it that your servant wants? He says, I'm talking to one general to another, and I, I, I know you understand me. And then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, he said, listen, here's the, here's the first thing you need to get straight. Take off your shoes. Take off your sandal. You're standing on holy ground. Every time I've ever heard this sermon preached, or every time this passage preached, or, or they, they, they kind of glance by this. What made it holy? Oh, oh, somebody need to help me here. You see, let, let's go back for a moment and understand. Wait a minute. Isn't it the promise of God? Isn't it what God promised his people? And if God promised it and God gave it, doesn't that make it holy? And so at the moment that you arrive to your blessing, you ought to reverence it as holy. The moment that God opens up that door for you, don't you need to recognize that a holy thing has taken place? The moment that your healing has come to pass that you've been praying for, don't you recognize that it's holy? Don't you know when you get to the place that God has brought you, even though you had to go through some stuff and deal with some things, don't you recognize that even though there are obstacles ahead of you, the place where you stand is still holy? You ought to pull up, and for those of you who are working, you ought to pull up in the parking lot and say, it's holy. I got some folk on the inside that's messing with me, but it's holy ground now because God promised me. You ought to walk up in every hospital and every sick room and say, it's holy ground now because God promised me. God has, has fulfilled his promises over and over and God never fails. And so wherever I am and wherever I place my foot, it becomes holy ground because God brought me to this appointment in time that I would be here right now. Holy. And so he tells Joshua, he says, look here. Take them sandals off. I know you just crossed over the Jordan with 2.5 million folk. And, and, and you know, and I don't know how long it takes for two and a half million people. Because he sent the priest out there, first of all, to stand in the middle of the Jordan. And the waters rolled back. 
and the people the Bible says crossed over on dry ground and after the two and a half million folk crossed then Joshua called for the priest to come up out of the Jordan come on I, I, I'm, I'm talking to some priests in here I'm talking to some you, you, you got to be there from the beginning all the way to the end Look here. Yes. And so after he tells them, take off his shoes, and he says, you need, you need to recognize that you're standing on holy ground. Joshua did so. The place of promise is holy. Somebody write that down. Get that in your notes. The place of promise, what God promised me, is holy. No matter how long it takes for me to get there, when I get there, it's already holy. It's holy. If you allow me to move on a little bit to chapter 6. And going into chapter 6, now Jericho was securely shut up. It was fortified. It was a fortress. It had walls around it ranging from the highest one was some 28 to 30 feet high. The other one was 12 feet high and, 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 and 26 feet wide. In fact, they were so fortified, they believed that nobody could ever, ever penetrate these walls. In fact, historians, I've researched a while back that there were actually three walls. There were two outer walls and one inner wall around the tower that was in the middle. And so with these walls in between, the people lived within the walls. And so if you breach the first wall, which was almost a near impossibility, because it was 12 feet thick, and then the second wall was five to six feet thick, and then you go on into to, to a, 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 a level ground where, where the people were living, and then the third wall where it encased the tower so fortified they mocked Israel so fortified that they said we just gonna laugh at you it is the place of, 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 of palms it, it is the city of palms it is the city it was it was a place where where vegetation grew it was more like a tropical atmosphere and so he said we got all we need y'all can do whatever y'all want out there because we got this and so Jericho laughed at the people of God. But watch what happens here. The Lord said to Joshua, See? This is before Joshua even showed up at Jericho. He said, See? I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. I've given you his army, I've given you the king, and I've given you the city. And you haven't done a thing. Now, I, I, I know somebody missed this, sis. Somebody missed this. Why is he telling Joshua this? Remember, I told you in the beginning that Joshua was a commander. Joshua was a fighter. Joshua was a doer. Joshua was a worker. And so Joshua said, Joshua, I want you to understand you didn't do this. I want you to get the fact that there's some things that you can't do on your own, even with all the military strength and all the strategy that you have, with all the calculation that you can perform, you can't do this. 
I need you to understand you need to put some faith behind your works you need to put some faith incorporated with the work that you're about to do he says you need to understand that I've already given this to you and I've given it to you by faith and not by your works God is trying to tell somebody some stuff. He, he, you, you are on the verge of your blessing. You are, you are, you are, you have, you are in the land of your promise. But the problem is, you've been trying to work out your promise for yourself. The problem, the problem is that you trying to fix it, you trying to make it, you trying to force it, you trying to work this thing, you trying to fight everything and blame everybody. They won't help me. I can't get no support. Preachers do it all the time. I can't get no help up in here. So I know from the pulpit to the door, folk want to blame everybody else for them not possessing the promise that God has given them. Somebody else gets in my way. I can't get no support. If I just had some money, somebody would give me some money. Hmm. Look here. Let me let me hurry on through this. Look. He says, he says, I want you to look at this. I've given Jericho into your hand, the king and its men of valor. Huh. You Here's what I need you to do. Just to prove the fact, I need you to march around the city. All you men, and, 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 and he says, all your, your, the men of war, the men of war, march around the city for six days. Go around once each day. All right. Even though the standing army of Israel was 600,000, he only took 40,000. Just lean into your neighbor real quick and say, you can't take everybody. There's some folk, when you get ready to possess your promise, you ought to leave it home. There's some folk. That you don't want with you when you're trying to get something done. You can't call a general alarm and call everybody because everybody's not on board with what you're trying to do. So there are some folk that you need to leave alone and take only what God told you to take. Listen, and let me help you with those folk that God told you to take. See, they have to be some special people in one particular area just one area these people need to be in and that is you need to be able to follow instructions oh you didn't get me. you take the wrong folk with you they wandering all off they can't stay in line at the dollar store yeah. 
Oh, oh, oh. Y'all think I'm making this up? Watch this. Hallelujah. He said. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, I, I know. See, see, they think I'm making this up. Watch this. Look, go, run with me. I'm, I'm going to have to come back. But run with me over about verse 10. Verse 10. Now Joshua had commanded the people, follow instructions, he said, you should not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a what? A word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, shout. Now that's some instruction folk got problems with. You mean I can't say nothing? You know folk don't have comment about everything that you do. Folk got commentaries on the stuff that you trying to accomplish. Oh yeah, they, they want to come and give you an editorial and give you a rebuttal about what you trying to build and what you trying to form, what God gave to you. You need to leave them at home. Get the folk that can follow instructions. Get with some people that understand. I understand why out of 600,000, he only had 40,000 to go with him. That was probably only the number he could get that, 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 that knew how to follow instructions to the T. That said, you are not to open your mouth. You are not to shout. You are not to make any noise. See, the problem is when, when, when you're trying to get something accomplished and other folks are making noise on Facebook about what you're trying to do, then that's when folks try to get all in your business and shut you down because there's some noise out there on the internet. So he says, here's what I want y'all to do. I want you to walk around the city. Walk around the city one time. Now, there's, some, there's something special. There's something very special about going around the city. And, and I overlooked this. And, and, and I apologize in advance for anybody that have, made, have misled or astray on the fact that, you know, sometimes we teach that the walk with God is a linear thing. And what I mean by linear, that it is a straight line. That is a narrow and straight line. I found that that's not true. What I found is that it is cyclic or it's circles. Well, let me, let me prove, somebody said, you better prove that one to me. I find that, that, that we, we, we seem to run in circles. When, 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 when people are just talking all over themselves, we say that they're doing what? They're talking in circles. And, and, and when people are just running around trying to get stuff done but can't get nothing done, this thing that they're doing what? They're running in circles. We, 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 we find uh, 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 situations where people have been in relationships and they go back into another relationship and get out of that relationship and fall into the same kind of relationship that this is going around in. And so when I find people that, that, that life becomes a circle. That, and I find that there's something special about circles because in this text, I find that God does something with the people of Israel and with Joshua. The, 
to, to take Joshua down to humble himself and say, Joshua, you know, first of all, you need to get past works and get into faith. And then not only that, I need you to follow instructions and have the people that are with you follow instructions. And I need you to go around this fortified fortress. I need you to walk around it six times, once each day, and don't say a word. See, there's something blessed about going in circles because when you go in circles often enough, you get to see every side of the situation. You get to see every side of the problem. And then how, how many people have gone through something and said, and I, I didn't see that the last time I was here, but now you've gone back by the same thing and you begin to see something new all over again. And so around and around they go. Each time gathering more information each time understanding a little bit better about the fortification of that Jericho the place that stood before them in the place of their blessing that place that was blocking them for God doing all the things that he wanted to do Jericho was the fortress that said you're not passing here but if you go around it long enough you begin to figure out its weaknesses if you go around it long enough, you begin to see where the weak spots are. You go around it long enough, you know what you can overcome and what you can do with that thing that's in front of you. Listen, I'm just about done here. I'm done. He says, now go around. You go around. He says, now, now, now. And at, at, at the same time, while you assessing the situation, don't make any noise. While you're assessing this thing and looking it over, you see God is saying, look, in your life, there are things that you have to look over again and again. Aren't you better for having experienced something the second time around and sometimes the third time around? Aren't you better to notice that, listen, I'm not going that way anymore because I've been there, I've done that, I understand what the pitfalls are over here. Aren't you glad for a circle every now and then that you can go back around again and reassess what your weaknesses were? and reassess what your problem was because the problem was not Jericho the problem was the Israelites who did not understand how to trust God because they were depending upon their might they were depending upon their army so now leave some folk behind that don't need to be with you and get to walking and even though sometimes it seems like you're going in circles tell somebody I'm just taking up evaluation I'm just going around the planets like that like the planets go around the Sun I, I'm just going around till I get every side I'm going around until I get every view I'm going till I get every angle and when I get ready to take over I can take it over because I know what the strength of the problem is I know what my enemy is I know where my enemy is and I've got the power to overcome What's keeping you from the promise of God? The Israelites thought it was Jericho. And as they looked at Jericho in its fortified state, on the seventh day, God said, go around Jericho. Go around Jericho seven times. And when you go around Jericho seven times, then 
at my command, I want you to give out with a shout. Listen, the other instructions were that I skipped over was the fact that as you go around, he says, have seven priests blowing on seven trumpets. Have them blowing the trumpets as you go around. And then put the guard up in front of the priest. And then behind the priest, the Ark of the Covenant. And then behind the Ark of the Covenant, put the rear guard behind them. And then just walk on around. In other words, I want you to hear the sound of God. I want you to hear the sound of praise. I want you to hear the sound. Don't say a word. Don't do anything. Don't say a, don't don't shout anything. But on the seventh day and on the seventh time around, at the command, I want you to give out with a shout. So if you got some folk that know how to pray with you, if you got some folk that know how to agree with you, if you got some people that understand you, that really get you, I know you a warrior, I know you a fighter, but learn how to pray and have some faith now. Now it's going to take faith and prayer to get you to the promise that God has promised you. Oh, you can conquer a lot of things and you can conquer a lot of people, but some things only come about by fasting and prayer. And so you got to give God glory. What's holding you? What's keeping you? What's preventing you from obtaining the promises of God? If God promised it, you ought to be walking in it. If God promised it, you ought to be wearing it. If God promised it, you ought to be living it. If God promised it, you ought to be feeling it. If God promised it, you ought to touch hold and take a hold of it. If God promised it, you ought to be it. You ought, you ought to be the person that God called you to be because God promised it. What's holding you from the promise of God? When you hold and look at it, it wasn't Jericho. Because God said, I got this. God said, I've already given it to you. And it's not going to be by what you think, but it's going to be by the hand of God. The door of the church is open. What's holding you? What's keeping you?